0: Culture. This is your host as always, Elliot Barr, and is joining me is a man that thinks that all the money that the kickers are making us spend at the tailgate is going toward the future Messi transfer. It's Mr. Matt Myers. How are you doing, sir? I'm
1: uh, good. I mean, you know, a good day. Haven't you know seen uh you know the kickers do, you know, anything but not lose in the last two days right now. So it's good.
0: Yeah. Was good when the kickers don't lose. Now, when they do lose,
1: that was three days ago, so (laughs) yeah. Yeah. That's a whole different work week.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's kind of just passed along. Um, how weird was you how weird was it for you to watch this game on a Friday at 4 p.m. Like, did it feel Uh, for me?
1: For me, not that weird, mostly because um I have a sickness and uh I'll watch like any random. You know, games. So A past years at Toronto, four PM Friday time slot. Always a good way to kick off the weekend. But uh yeah, like you know, random uh you know, you know, English championship game on a Friday afternoon. Okay. You know random, you know, game whatever it's on BN at that time that I don't actually care about. Sure, why not? So wasn't that unusual.
0: This is why I feel like we get along so much because we both get into like random football so much and it works. It just works. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Can't tell you how um, much French we I watched this last week and you know, because it was the only thing on. Yeah.
0: God. Yeah. Yeah. Oh man. This whole weekend was a blur after the kickers lost. I felt like I just didn't want to watch soccer. I was just like, eh.
1: No. Uh, see, here's the thing. Weekend wasn't ruined because that loss happened before the weekend started. So clean slate weekend.
0: This is also true. This is, Maybe we should play more on Friday so it doesn't ruin the rest of my Saturday nights. But I'm just there sitting there like, I have to rewatch this. Oh, um, yeah. The kickers went up to Toronto,
1: lost 2-1. The scoreline well, uh, cor- itself will make... Correct, correct. Let me correct you, Elliot. Some of the kickers went up to Toronto.
0: Ah, you're right. Some of them, Mr. Matt. If you wouldn't mind, which kickers does not make the trip? Because I'm pretty sure there's a couple of key members that didn't make this trip.
1: Yeah. So, uh, as everybody might've heard of, there's this you know, thing called COVID going on right now in Canada, uh, technically a different country than the United States. So they just, you know, reopened some of their borders for sporting purposes. Uh, but you know, the catch here is, you know, I think, you know, had to be, you know, American citizen or be on certain, on certain kind of views. I don't know the exact rule there, uh, you know, or, you know, actually and vaccinated, uh, of Laws don't know, who, you know who's vaxxed, who's not. But let's run down this list of players. Oleksanderson. By the way,
0: before you go into that, mat get vaxxed, please. Been
1: don't there, done advantage. that. Yeah, Been there, <laughs> done that one. <laughs> Got my card and everything. Right. Uh, yeah, Oleksanderson, international. Miliano Terzaghi, international. Zaka Moran, international. Hernan Gonzalez, international. Ivan Maglis, international. I think I'm forgetting somebody else off the top of my head yeah, now.
0: Uh, Calvo. Calvo didn't make oh, it. Oh, yeah. That's the one
1: Calvo, international.
0: Yeah.
1: That's six guys. You know, so even though not all of them are starters, all those guys, when healthy and when uh, not suspended for silly red cards, are locked on in the 18. You know, so Five of the six. That, Five of the six. Which one's not always in the eighteen?
0: Oh, I think you said to start at my fault. Yeah. I was gonna in the
1: go Hernan, but yeah. Yeah.
0: Hernan's always there. <laughs> yeah,
1: I mean, if nothing else, he's a reliable sub, right? You know, able yeah. to be a battering ram at the end of the game. Uh more on that topic to come of a battering ram up front. Uh so that's a third of our usual match day roster out right from the start. And most of those guys, pretty key players.
0: Yep. Oh, yeah. I mean, because what, you, you got your leading goal scorer, your defensive rock, your... Second leading goal scorer. Eh, I wouldn't say... Yeah. By the numbers. Um, You have... By the numbers, you have your most cat right back at the moment. Uh, oh, your defensive midfielder. Reliables. Yeah. <laughs> some, some will argue our best uh, midfielder. And your best hold-up striker. Yeah, no big deal, right? And join... Yeah, no big deal. And also joining us late is Mr. Janier. How are you doing, buddy? I'm doing all right.
1: Yeah, hear you what haven't you haven't much. Much.
0: It's just daddy life <laughs> happening, so... Yeah, true. You haven't missed much. We're just talking about how what players missed out on Toronto. We already went through the list, so... Yeah.
1: Yeah. We well, we figured Shanae, you were in solidarity with all of our uh, South Americans and Caribbean brothers. <laughs> I'm sending this one out.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. let me ask you, like, what was your thought when you saw like the lineup? Well, both of y'all can answer, but what was your thoughts when y'all saw the lineup and you saw like who was missing and who was replacing them? Like what was your initial thought of the game? My initial thought
2: was okay, there are probably some players missing because of the whole crossing the border situation. But with the players that were on up starting 11, why was there so much switch around was my question. Ani is a center back. Monty is a fullback. Why are both of them way out of position when Luke spent an entire season playing as striker? It just doesn't make sense to me. Yeah. It 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 kind of threw me for a loop. I I was looking at it like, okay, did 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 Fatma mess up? mess up? Did you know who messed up here? Because this doesn't make sense yeah. So put your center back at striker, and your fullback at center back, and a guy who's basically a utility player, but who played an entire season at striker at fullback.
1: Yeah. Before before we you know jump into that one. I just want to call it the announcer of this game. Oh, you know, you know, Darren Swatsky, who's without, you know, you know, five, you know, five or six players. Blah, blah blah. This fool makes it sound like he just decided to leave him off, you know, the roster for this game. Like, oh, just coach's decision. We're gonna leave. We're gonna leave the MVP out for this one. You know, we're gonna leave. You know, uh, you know, our captain out for this one. We're gonna leave our, uh, you know, just you know, destroyer center back who's played every minute. He's eligible out for this one. That seem, seems logical, right? Yeah, you know, there, there couldn't be any obvious reason why they might not all be there.
2: For me, it's like I understand. Okay, this is USL League One, but do your research. You know, do your research before you start spewing stuff out your mouth
0: <laughs> on national um, television.
2: Just, just do do your research before you start talking.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that would that would help a lot of people, like Shannon, who's in a blender right now with this whole Messi and uh, Ronaldo tweet. That's a uh, that's they,
1: they a, ever played each other? <laughs>
0: no, yeah. I mean, uh, you
1: finding out right now they played each other. There's are you a thousand
0: sure? retweets every every time we tweet. <laughs>
1: I, I I don't know if there's any you know, proof of that anywhere.
0: <laughs> no, it's not. You know, there's not a thousand books and movies and YouTube clips on it. You know, like He's finding out. Uh, I think Darren maybe need to watch a couple of YouTube clips on uh figuring out who to put into his starting eleven when <laughs> six players out. I mean, I I get it. You know, you gotta play who you got available to you. And Matt, you were making a point before we started recording about how certain players were signed, like um Ty. He was just signed to a USL Academy product. We actually signed two players. Um but it, it also makes me wonder, one, what is happening in training that makes Darren feel comfortable playing certain players out of position? Um, and two, what is Darren's reluctancy of playing certain players in their natural position? I know that might be the same question, but my head to too but I'll let you know no, because
2: it, it, it isn't exactly the same question. But so you're when you're saying reluctance to play certain players in the <laughs> natural position, you're talking about Monty.
0: So or... that Monty is because I think like Monty, you can get away with playing him as center back if it's a back three, but like Ani playing him as striker, I don't get that because every time you've brought Ani on, <clears throat> excuse me. He's played center back. He's never went up top and did like that held up thing. And in the span of a shortened week, where you only get, let's see, the Tucson game was Saturday. I think the team gets Sunday off. Do you get Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday? Four days of practice. And maybe this is something we're working on beforehand, but you would think, like, if I'm working on it beforehand, I would at least give him real game time minutes to display that, okay. He's comfortable doing this, not all right. You're going to start against Toronto in a game that's, I mean, that must win, but it's a porting game. And I need you to play hold up, which isn't like just go out there and run around in circles, but it's actually like a real job that you got to do. And I just, yeah,
1: it it felt to me like, like it it felt to me like Darren was. You know, thinking back to you know that Tormenta home game from last year when we were you know prepped ready for you know Tormenta and what happens when we come out on that field. Big ass Josh Phelps, you know, been a center back all year, you know, lumbering up, you know, top just you know, throwing his body around against you know Yvonne and Vender, vendor, you know, you know, back there. And they stole the win out of that one because yeah, we know how the season ended last year. Uh but
0: bad memories. I feel like
1: he was like, ooh, I remember that. Let's try our version of that. Let's put our battering ram up front and you know try to you know cause problems you know that way and you know surprise Toronto like that. That that's the only thing I can think of.
0: Yeah, but I think that w- works when you have players like Emmy or like Zop, Like you have key players around them. So Princeton didn't do that tactic, and make was like, "Hey guys, I'm watching the game from South Georgia because I can't come to the state of Virginia." <laughs> like.
1: Maybe that's what we need to do. We need to get a, uh, you know Northam and you know everybody to uh, you know take one for the team and you know set up some wacky uh you know Virginia entry laws.
0: So now we're the we're the country of Virginia, you. Gotcha. All right, we're going yeah. back yeah. to that now. Hey. <laughs> hey.
2: Whatever 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 works, whatever works,
0: right? Get the kickers rolling. Anyways, we're banning North Carolina and Chattanooga from ever coming to the state yeah. of Virginia again.
1: Great. Desper- yeah. Virginia. Hey, desperate times. Desperate times, man. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> all right um i mean let's make it a little bit more positive because i mean we know how this game ended in the 2-1 monty had the own goal which i'm not going back to watch that because i think it was one of those things where and he didn't deliberately shoot in the zone that and i always think of most own goals or you you're trying too hard to solve a problem and then you just make things worse um because nobody this was around you. Is what the, the, the,
2: that's the that's the problem. This situation was was not on Monty. This was a situation of lack of communication. Um, Chrysler is close enough was
0: around him, right?
2: Exactly. Chrysler is close enough to let Monty know that he has time.
1: Yeah. I mean, I think and, he and just bluffed it,
2: huh? Yeah, I think he just fluffed the clearance. Yeah, but that's the thing. He had time to take a touch. He, he was, I don't think there was anyone within 15 yards of him. The only person who was in 15 yards of him was Akira. And when that ball comes crossing in, he, I mean, we hear it. Uh, you, you hear it all the time. We hear it at the stadium. The, the words that are used, man, away, time. All of those, all of those, are one, just one word, literally just one word. Look at him using
0: his fucking words. <laughs>
2: literally just do one word time and monty knows that he can settle that ball and then clear it because if he tries to 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 swing at that ball he's not a center back he's not used to being in that position where he has to do a one-time clearance football fullbacks on rarer occasions than center backs do that center backs have more of the technical ability to do it because it's their bread and butter
1: i mean he's a professional soccer player a defender he should be able to you know, clear ball first time.
2: True, but that, that there's a certain there's a certain mindset that comes with being a fullback. The same way there's a certain mindset that comes with being a center back. And in that situation, a fellow center back, Chrysler, should be guiding him through that situation.
0: Hey, hey, time. Hey, hey, Let hey, him hey, know, hey, take hey, a touch, hey, clear it. Hey, hey. You're gonna stop blaming Crisler, all right? He's a cool guy. <laughs> well, you okay, like tweet this podcast, okay? <laughs> true,
2: but <laughs> hey, at the end of the day, Monty was left. On his own, no. You're, he was you're, left. You're, you're right. He was left out to try. No one let him know that the closest attacking player was twenty yeah. yards from him. Yeah.
1: yeah. Nah, oh, let's look at this side of it. At least our own goals are spectacular looking own goals. Not like that yeah. Omaha own goal that we got that just kind of trickled across the line. Nobody really knew what happened. Our's are bangers yeah. of own goals.
0: <laughs> you're right. and yo, I will say this: if Richmond go do an own goal, they go go all out. <laughs> they go give you a hundred percent effort.
1: Yeah, <clears throat> yeah. None, none of this garbage just, where you don't really know what happened. The ball barely trickles over the line. Nah, you know, sport. You know, not top ten all all day.
2: Yeah, <laughs> but yeah, for this goal, I'm not putting and, it on Monty. But for our goal, I it kind of go. I'm going to go back to what you were talking about, Matt, about the the whole tormenta situation last season when they brought their giant of a center back up to play striker. Even if take it, setting the joke aside, Darren is thinking of something of that sort. Ani doesn't even provide that on this, on our goal that we scored on the penalty kick on the foul. That's Ani running in behind to give a layoff pass to Neil who gets fouled. And it's like, so he didn't even go in there doing what, supposedly he was supposed to do.
1: Yeah. I, I'll give Ani this. Like there were probably three or four occasions where he was actually able to like, you know, like straight up post up, you know, with, you know, with the ball. And when he was able to get in that position, you know, something good happened with it. Whether it was, you know, that you passed a kneel for the you know, penalty. There's another flick on, uh, you know, near the box where he was able to you know, kind of uh, one, two, I, I want to say it was bolded, but I don't totally you know, remember who it was with. You know, so, in there's very isolated circumstances when he could actually, you know, get the ball and you be able to play, you know, that true back, you know, to goal, you know, classic center forward type role. It worked. It was just 99.9 percent of the time in that game, ball was getting nowhere close, you know, to him to be able to let that work. And he didn't you know, maybe have the familiarity, you to be in the right spot, you know, especially on like clearances and everything to facilitate that.
0: Yeah, true. Another positive is Neil made his penalty. So Richmond's good oh, at yeah. penalties this year. Yay. That's a oh, positive. Because last year we were bad.
2: Yeah, sending <laughs> still the wrong way, too.
0: I think the uh, see, there's another what if moment in this game. Because right after like Richmond scored the penalty, like what was it, fiver is so many mini- like Neil had a direct header.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Like, oh, that was that's nah, I, I just you have I just to keep thinking about the that moment in like the entire game, like if yeah, like if Neil yeah. scores that header, we're two-one. Darren's tactics, like I mean, granted they were negative. I wouldn't say negative because that's harsh. They were very defensive. Let's be real, but I also think that's because of who was on the field and what they were comfortable doing. It's very easy to set a team up and be like, all right, we're playing four-four-two, low block, sit tight, make them. If they're going to beat us, it's going to be individual. And I just think, like, if you're up 2-1, all the all the pressure's on Toronto at that point. Maybe we sneak out of there with a win. At least a draw. But Neil doesn't score it. The game's still 1-1, and that's – really, I can't – do we have another chance after that? No. <laughs> no. Okay. I mean,
2: yeah, to be honest with you, the stats speak for themselves. Um, I know – a lot of people tend to say that possession is a crap stat, but not when it's seventy three twenty seven. That screams you have absolutely no control over the game. Yeah, um, but
0: I mean, also, I, like, I, let me ask you this in Like, when you saw who was on that field, I mean, outside of maybe Neil, who's a creator, Mm-hmm. You know how Darren was going to set this team up. Like, if you gave if if you would have asked Darren, like, "Hey, Darren, are you going to play expansive with this team?" Darren would have told you no. He goes, oh, "I don't need, I don't need to play this calendar. But it, it's a lot easier
2: for a team to keep possession, and they could even try to, in order to maybe burn time or kill the clock, keep possession in their own half when your two front players aren't extremely mobile this so is, this is why not 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 necessarily poop housery but just you know cycling the ball back in order to try again a lot of teams do that and it's not poop housery it's just literally just a situation where you know we're attacking from this side all right it's not working let's pull the ball back to our back line maybe pull them out and then we try again so in that situation there needs to be some challenge there if they can constantly and consistently cycle that ball up and down the field, it's not working. Let's try again. It's not working. Let's try again. It's not working. Let's try again. Then you, you, you literally allow them to completely take control of the tempo of the game and take complete control of the game period. Let's, let's, let's take a situation where we switch Ani and Luke is Luke having any of those center backs passing the ball back and forth. No, no, He's gonna bum rush them, and that's that's where that's this is where from jump when I was talking about yes personnel was lacking in terms of who they were able to bring to Toronto, but of the people you had on the field, I don't feel that they were used correctly.
1: Let, let me ask you. Let, let me counter. You know, ask you guys this. Let's say our you know, first team guys are all there other than, maybe, let's say, 5 to 10% difference on possession, yeah. do you really think it's going to be any different of a game plan?
0: Once again, no, probably not. And that's the sad thing right, like right now at this very moment because when you look at how Darren's playing, you can kind of get a feel of what – more or less you know what you're going to get out of when You know what, how Darren's going to play. It's going to be sit-back, defensive, playing a counter – because most of the times, it's not really – I mean, we know Darren. Like, he doesn't care about possession. He doesn't care about really holding on to the ball. It's being quick. It's being direct. And that's how he wanted to play. I think in this instance, um, Matt, me and you were talking about it before the show. Like, I would have loved – more or less, I would have loved the see, not loved it. But I would have understood it more if Darren just went, like, five, four, one, 4 yeah. had Chrysler, Monty, Cole, uh, Luke, Luke, yeah, is the back five, the Ford, Neil, Victor, uh, I'm someone, Mont, uh, Matt, Maddie, and Bolognios. Yeah. Oh yeah, Maddie, and then Stanley up top. I would have been, I would have been fine with that. Actually, and I would have probably, had, um, I I
2: probably have huh? probably switched Stanley and and Bolognios. You have that pace to maybe catch him on
0: I the mean, counter. Yeah. yeah. Either you or know? yeah, I mean yeah, either or it doesn't really matter. But I mean, like also like I, I think that's my biggest right right now with Darren is just how he sets the team up. And then also like just some substitutions. Because like a player like Sam Solomon, now granted he just signed, but I imagine like in a game like this, you can use him, you know, put him out there. He, you sign them, use him maybe you um, you you brought him <laughs> yeah see what he can do but i mean for the 69th minute that goal i think there's if once again i'm going to say it <laughs> if there's any moment that shows that a deserves keeper of the year it's that moment is not it's not the goal that he got scored on cuz a is never saving that um, I think it's just more so like the lead up to it because the amount of saves he had leading up to that goal is oh, absurd. Goodness. Like, I think what he had like four saves, three or four saves in a row. And then for him to still like it, it's just the inability for the kickers to clear that ball out. Cause it's like that moment when you're playing a rec soccer game, and you could just tell, like, everybody right, we're about to get going on. You can't, you can't clear this ball out. and Everyone is like just dog tired. You could just tell.
1: I feel like we get that situation, you know, once again where Akira has to make a series of, you know, two or three saves in a row. I mean, this time, I mean, look, you know, credit Toronto. It was a pretty goal that they scored, you know, a lot of you good, you know, footwork and, you know, the shot was, you know, perfect. I mean, that's one where Akira's, you know, one. he probably is able to get a fingertip on it, but he put it just over top of Akira's reach. So, yeah. Sometimes it's a good goal, but yeah, I mean, all the lead up to it, you know, and being able to, you know, just effectively get the ball, you know, cleared out, being able to, I don't want to say slow the game down because that's literally what the team was doing all all game. We weren't playing fast yeah, by any means, but you get it under a little bit more of, uh, you know, Kicker's control.
0: Yeah. And Matt, back to your original question about like, if we had our starters, does it make a difference in possession? No. But I think it just, I think it puts a little bit more fear in Toronto because, if I mean, granted, Darren's gonna play the way he plays. It's gonna be set back. But if you look at it like, if you have Emmy on the ball versus Ani, that's a look. That's a lot different for Toronto center. But like their positioning themselves is different, I imagine. Yeah. So you're that's talking psychologically. Said. Yeah.
2: Psychologically, that, for Toronto, they're they're looking at it like, oh, the only guy that scores for them isn't here. All right, we got yeah. this in the bag. Or like
0: Zaka's in the midfield. Like I imagine, Zaka probably would have had a Zaka would have took it out. Uh, who was the one person for Toronto that Nelson? was all the creating? Yeah, um, Nelson. Yeah, he. Oh, he would have took out Nelson. He would have took him out. I, I guarantee Zaka would have had a, re, a yellow card. He. he that, that's, was, not, that's, not that's not really
1: a big statement, game. but
0: yeah,
2: no. He he would have. He would have. He definitely would have had a Fernandinho game with Nelson. Um, <laughs> he he would he he would have definitely let Nelson know that he was there. He would have. You know shook him up a little bit. That maybe would have changed a lot of things. Um, just the psychological effect that players like Zaka and Emmy have would make a quite a big difference. However, I do feel that some of the players that we do have could have been utilized for that psychological effect a little bit better. Um, for example, playing Bolaños in the middle of the field, in the middle of the park, is that, is that a real good use of his, of, of his skill sets? I feel that it would make Toronto do a lot more thinking and have to worry a lot more if he's constantly making runs and constantly... Yes, we, we, we have complained in the past about those games where literally all kickers do is hit those diagonal balls to Bolaños or Bolda. But at the end of the day, you know, if, if that's what's going to keep the other team occupied defensively, that is a, a step in the right direction. Rather than literally taking your fastest player on the field and Getting him stuck in the midfield scrum.
1: Yeah, I see what you're saying there. One, the one other thing with especially Zach and Emmy, you know, what we were missing from them, is I think you know, in those you know transition moments, those two guys know how to get fouled. Yeah, they know how to use their body, you know, to take you know a hit and to draw the foul when they need to. Yeah, I didn't necessarily see as much of that. Yeah, that might be you know, you know, just kind of like you know you know, a little bit more of a cultural Argentine thing. I don't think it's something that's as widely taught, you know, in the States that, you know, youth levels of using your body, you know, to draw the talent.
0: Like you just know.
1: Yeah. But I mean, how many times a game do you see Emmy get, you know, knocked over, you know, in our, you know, own half? Quite a few, right? Yeah, Zaka, you know, it's good for, you know, a couple of those a game too. And that can help the team be able to, you know, you know, clear you know, lines. You know, Akira like or you know, you know Ivan or whoever. You know, you know, get it restarted from there.
0: Yeah. Um, Let <clears throat> me ask you guys this, because you know, not ragging on the team, but any moments of positivity out of this game? You know, like the yeah, any player. You know, stud, did any player stand out to you in this game? For me, I put Stanley. Hey, well, no, Stanley and Neil definitely stood out to me in this game. Neil just mm-hmm. more so like you can see why Darren brought Neil in because he's allowed space and the ability to go at players. He will go. Mm-hmm. So for y'all, anybody yeah. that stood out for y'all positive? Um, yeah. You first? yeah um, I do feel that even though he was out of position Pavone
2: Bone um, did some decent work uh, out on the flanks, uh, he definitely played a, a, a big part, especially, uh, supporting, uh, Matt going up that right side. He didn't really get too much involved with the attack, but he was there as support for a bulldog. He was an outlet in case bulldog needed it. Um, Victor had a decent game. Um. He he did his thing in the midfield, and and Arnie had a very un- uncharacteristic, I had very uncharacteristically good moments. There you go. So, um, for example, like I had said before, for the goal, I mean that that run in behind to to take that ball almost to the to the end line, and you know knock it back to uh, to who was it to 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 Neil for, yeah, for the for, foul, the, for the PK. You know, you, you There were moments. There were great moments uh, with the kickers players, but as a collective, in terms of a consistent performance, it just wasn't there.
1: Yeah, I think for me, uh, it's going to be a little bit different angle on you know, positive takeaways. You know, one, I think the, the most positive takeaway out of this game was uh, you know Devontae Debose, you know, coming back. Uh, you know, he's been out for well over a year. Yet, got back you know, on the field for the first time since I think the second game of last season, Uh you know, granted second game of last season was in like July or something, but still, you know, good to see him back. It gives us another option on the defensive line, uh, you know, there. And then, uh, you know, seeing Ty Johnson, uh, you know, Academy guy, uh, you know, going to be going to Carolina, uh, you know, to play soccer there. You know, he got a good, uh you know, probably tw- 15, 20 minutes uh, of front of- didn't get a ton of touches on the ball, but be able to see you know, more guys get those kind of experiences, get that kind of exposure, I think that's uh, a net positive for the team. So those are two uh, different types of positives I took out.
0: Yeah, those, those are some good positives. Um, not really uh, much the, else. To, oh, what would you about the say, there? Yeah, I, I just was going to ask, uh, How
2: what what is the, the deal with uh, Devontae? He was he was on the roster. If he's healthy enough to be on the roster, someone of of his skill sets, would would you not try and give him 10, 15, maybe even five minutes just to start getting him back out there?
0: He did. He came
1: in the Like I just said, he got like fifteen minutes at the end of the game.
0: Yeah. Did you miss that whole part?
2: <laughs> I completely missed that. Because <laughs> I thought I saw him with the, I thought I saw the headband, but then I was like, yes, he him? got on the field. Near the I end. thought yeah. I saw the headband, and
0: then I, and then I turned around and I looked at, at, um, Shinna, did you turn this game off after we gave up the goal? No, no, I saw, I saw the headband and I
2: was like, that's
0: he turned the game, that's
2: Devante, isn't mm-hmm. it? And then I looked at, I looked at Foot Mob, and there's no, uh, player rating beside his name. So I'm like, wait, so. Do yeah, don't
0: up. rely on Flutma for player ratings. No. Okay. Okay. Because okay,
2: I, okay. I mean, it, to me, and and uh, so that that to me, seeing uh, Mumbai and Debose out there, that that is that's encouraging. Because especially with the the and we talked about it last week with the loss of Ian. I do feel that we need. A little bit of injection into into the into the fullback roles, and I think Devos can provide that.
0: Yeah.
2: Fingers yeah. crossed, he stays healthy, and 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 that the recovery is has not been rushed. Hopefully, so um, so yeah, I, I'm I hope I'm hoping that we're going to see more of those two. Yes, I would want to see some of the academy players, but I want to see some of those players that we were hopeful to see but that injury hindered
1: us seeing them. I mean, I think the big question, you know, we'll find out, you know, come Saturday of where, you know, he really is, you know, on his progression of, you know, does he make, you know, the 18 again, once those other six guys are presumably back with, you know, the team. Does who, who, Yeah, Devante, you know, still making the, you know, 18, you know, even with all the internationals, you coming back into selection. Uh, if he is, I think that's a great sign that he's ready to go and ready to contribute. You know, I think I'm not—I don't know either way—but I wouldn't be surprised if you know it was a hey, can you give us 15? Okay, great, we'll put you on the travel roster because we need bodies.
2: Yeah, true, but I, I mean, at the end of the day, again, let's go back to what you said last week, Elliot. We aren't at the training sessions; we don't see what's going on. We know what we saw of Devante. Before the injury, we know what what he gave us in that preseason before COVID. Uh, but at this point, right now, we have we don't know what he's giving in practice. We don't know what he's giving in training, and because he's recovering from an injury, there's that as a factor. So we, it's it's, and this is something that I feel is is a bit frustrating for us. Kickers fans is the lack of transparency, I would say. I, I, I'm sorry I don't feel that keeping under wraps, whether a player is healthy or not, is a strategic, of strategic importance. Um, We would like to know if Devontae is doing well in practice. We would like to know if he's fully recovered. We would like to know if Mumbai... Is fully recovered. We would like to know how far along Ian is with his recovery.
0: So one thing we've learned, there, if you see him in the team photos, they're good. Don't see him in the team photos, they're not there. You <laughs> learned. I, I mean,
2: <laughs> I, I understand that they're they're in training, they're there, but there could be something. Who knows? Devonte may have lost okay. half a step because of his injury. Mumbai man's lost half a step because of his injury, but they're still training, but they're not providing enough to allow Darren to trust them, or you know, and we we need to know that as fans, as the fans. We need to know that.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a conversation we can have for another moment, because we're never... We can have a whole separate debate about that. We can um, can have a whole episode about that. (laughs) Um... Moving on, Richmond, come back home. We play on Saturday, 6.30 p.m. We play against Revs two, One of the only teams right now we have a positive record against because we haven't lost a game against them yet. But yeah, how do you guys feel about this game? I think also, um, I don't know if they're going to bring any MLS talent. I doubt it because they're on the road. Um, and plus, your Revs and are like top of the MLS stand. And so, congrats to you. Yes, yes. But if you're daring, how do you set this team up for success and to get things turned around um, for this team against Revs too, Jannero? I don't need a long-winded answer. Please, for the love of God, I can't. Give oh, you I'm long gonna give you
2: a short answer. one. Okay. If it ain't broke, don't fix it. The last team that beat them, let's put that team out there
1: to beat them again.
0: What about you, Matt?
1: I, I think it's not that far from what you know he was saying. I think you uh, at home. It's a team that you know has shown to be, uh, for whatever reason, leaky against us, but not too many other teams in the league. Uh, so I think you do you know you get Bolanios back out you know on the wing because he was you know tearing him up out there. You put Bolduck you know Anderson whoever you want on the other you know, wing. You get uh, you know. I right out there. I think you go with a more aggressive, you know, lineup. You know, this time around, hopefully we can get the you know, for like probably put it a classic back four, you know, in there you know, for this year, and let them you know, do their thing. I'm what I'm hoping is that the guys who weren't able to play last week are coming out hungry this week and ready to you know make an impact right away. Uh, the rest have got a lot better though since we last played them. Yeah, you know, they've you know run off a bunch of wins, uh, you know. Good friend Joe Rice is uh, balling out for them when he actually gets to play in goal. Ha- we actually haven't seen him uh, against the Kickers yet since he left. Watch, it. Watch him not play again. I'm fine with that.
0: <laughs> yeah. I'm fine we with had that. five wins and four losses since we last played them. And that lineup that was against the when we played them back on June 5th, which seemed like a long time ago. Um, we had Kieran, Go, Calvo, Chrysler, Magales, Monty, and that was your backcourt. Zaka, uh, Zaka and Victor was like a double pivot. Bodo, uh, Neil, Bolognos and Chizagi up top.
1: Yeah, I'm cool with that group.
2: Yeah. I mean, to be honest with you, the only difference between that group and the group that shut them out 3-0 earlier on in the season is Calvo for Ian and Neil for Gonzalez. And yeah. slight shift in the mid, in in the formation but other than that the personnel is all the same and i mean of course calvo for neil uh, for, for ian that, did, that makes sense Ian injured injured and i think um we had seen a lot more productivity from uh emmy up top rather than in the midfield so neil steps in and Emmy pushes up.
0: Yeah, and just real quick to give you our record, since that June 5th meeting, uh, we have two wins. We have four draws and three losses over that stretch. Cool. So, um, One last thing. Well, not one last thing I want to ask you guys, but I want to ask you guys this. So Darren's home record, or the team's home record, because Darren's part of the team, is pretty positive. Four wins, three draws, one loss. Let's put it forth at the table. But his away record is one win, two two draws, five losses. We haven't won a game in our last seven away games. We haven't won since the opening game of the season where we were all like, oh, this team is about to be really good. Uh, real quick, Shannir, once again, I don't need like a 10-minute answer. I love you, but <laughs> I don't need 10 minutes. Um, <laughs> what, what is this team issue on the road? And how can Darren possibly solve it? Because my midseason hot pick kind of rides on
1: this. (laughs) Uh, You want to restate that hot take for the people? Oh, God,
0: yeah. So that hot take was that Darren will flip his away record. Um, So at that moment, it was one win, two draws, four losses. I said he would go four wins, two draws, one loss. In the first away game, we lose, so now he has to win four and draw two. Yay. Um, apart from
2: not winning, we tend to be a lot more leaky at the back away from home for some reason. Um.
0: You're not wrong in that because we gave it up 14 goals on the road. So you're not yep. wrong in that.
2: Yeah, giving up a lot more goals on the road
0: versus home we've only given up seven so
2: yeah half yeah <laughs> um i it, a part of me wishes i could say oh it's the red army and that 12th man that gives them that push but to be honest with you i, I it, it's really hard to to pinpoint what it is away that causes that disorganization. Um, one one, thing, one element that could be a factor is we tend to have those away games where we really do get pummeled, i.e. the 4-0 drubbing from North Carolina.
1: Uh, we don't talk about that game here.
2: <laughs> that game doesn't exist. That game doesn't exist? Okay. Um, I, I do feel that there I don't know if it's just me, but it feels like our our back line tends to be a little more rattled away from home in some of those games. They tend to be a little more jumpy and frantic and have tend to make more mistakes. That could be a factor because if you look at the goals that we are, scoring is not too much of a difference we're scoring almost the same amount of goals away as we are at home it's what we're letting in that's the biggest issue
1: yeah well I don't have you know all the stats right in front of me I have a pretty strong suspicion though that you know you can go back to the possession stats. if you look at the possession numbers uh, there are much more uh not in our favor when we're away i feel like the team you know goes out with that kind of purposeful you know playing a shell mentality you know on the road at home they're a little bit more on the front foot which is natural to a certain degree in soccer i right? mean most teams you know are usually more aggressive when they're at home and have better records at home uh but i you mean know, it's a pretty stark contrast
2: do you, do you, you feel know. that it's more drastic with the kickers?
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, like even the Omaha game where Omaha objectively is a better team than the Kickers, right? Uh, And they controlled you know most you know of the game up until the point where they scored, and then you know we got the goal back, and you know it's a little more evenly matched uh, after that point. But then you think about the Chattanooga game away where. It, we actually went ahead because Oleks just was faster than everybody else. But that game was ugly to watch. You know, we think back, you know, this most of this last game, you know, bunkered in for a lot of times. Yeah, there might have been a little bit of uh, extenuating circumstances, but what we saw on Saturday, I think, speaks more to a pattern of what we tend to see on the road, New England notwithstanding.
0: So you just gave me homework to do, man. I just want you to know that. and I hate you for it now.
1: <laughs> I didn't tell you to do anything. I know how much you love doing math, so. God dang it! I hate my life. <laughs> That's what I'm um,
0: Don't
1: don't so ask you, questions you don't want the answer to. Yeah,
0: this is awesome. <laughs> because now you know I'm going to be thinking about this. Like, oh, what is our possession on this and that? And,
1: and like, you know, that I could be I could be totally wrong on this too, but no, because I feel like it. No, no,
0: that that no, tends you're not to be wrong. The pattern that tends to be because I pattern, looked at but... a couple of games so far. Like, Union-Omaha, where there was a draw, we led possession. Greenville, we led a possession. Down a couple of road games. Yeah. or a lot of the first game, it was 60-40. Uh, Chattanooga was 65-35. And so you're not wrong. Like, yeah. not, we, you're kind of right. <laughs> well,
2: I, I think, like like you said, it's it's natural for teams to do that. It's natural for teams to be a little more defensive when they're away from home. But a lot of times, it kind of baffles me that it's natural that way because when you look at the track record, at the history, in terms of in all leagues, the time where there's an upset away from home is when the away team takes it to the home team. I mean, it's you can, you can look at, a, a, I mean, a lot of examples some recent – some fairly recent example. Look at the last – two seasons ago, Leicester-Southampton. That was at Southampton Stadium, and they got battered 9 We are
0: going to put you on a three-maximum Premier League analogy. We are going well, to challenge well, you. That, was, else
2: that else. was my only one today. That was my only one No, it's it not. You had
0: and You had another one. I can't remember.
2: Oh, I did have Brennan Yeah, yeah
0: right. Senior. Okay. Yeah. Th- right. Three max. That's it. Three max. Okay. okay.
1: okay. 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 okay.
0: okay. All right. Yeah, but the, I'm still going to use this that, one.
1: That's, that's not game. from a country that can't even win their own trophies. <laughs> We're playing in America <laughs> where we win two you know, trophies in the summer. England oh, and oh against, shit. against our rivals too, both times. We don't want shit, so we don't need to talk about that country.
0: This is also true. Um, yeah, guys. Anything else before we yes, want so, wrap up? No, I, oh, yeah, I mean, at,
2: me. the, at the end of the day, you, you're looking at a situation where it it's very conservative. And sometimes when you're too conservative, you stay middle of the road. And if you look at the table, where are we? Middle of the road. Um, sometimes you got to take a risk. And I feel that this is that situation. We've reached that point in the season where... It's all or nothing. We need to start taking risks in order to get into that playoff position talk. Um, I know we're just two points off of, you know, playoff spots, but at the rate we're going, we're not going to break that line if we try and stay conservative, if if we try and just play our cards right. We need to take a risk. We need to throw caution to the wind, at least in a game or two, and see what we can get out of that, because if we don't, it, we're literally going to sit in seventh, eighth, seventh, eighth for the rest of the season.
1: I, I thought, I thought, uh, you know, taking risks and going for the win every game is, uh, you know, Darren style. Okay. <laughs> Huzzah! <laughs> um,
0: then I mean, look, this month is going to be, it's going to be interesting because the next three games is, of course, revs, and then you. On the road against Greenville, a game I feel like we can definitely we can take points out Greenville. It, yeah, the, the, and the might, Greenville Greenville like. might
1: be in worse shape than we are right now. Yeah.
0: The,
2: the one that that bothers me is the last one though. Um, North Carolina on the twenty eighth. They seem to be that's our bogey team.
0: That's that's they, a, they, that's the one. That that's the one I want the players just to be like, yo, we are winning this game. Like <laughs> I don't give a damn. Win that one. Like just, that's the you game you can't get you, swept by North Carolina. That's
2: it. No, and that's the game you run up the you run up the scoreboard if you can. Hopefully, because Hopefully.
1: I'll take one nothing on them at this point. I don't care. Yeah, exactly. You, no, 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 no,
2: no, Of course, I'll, I'll take a. I'll take any win is a win. You know, three points is three points. But I mean, in terms of psychologically, this is that is the kicker's opportunity to show that lightning struck twice on a fluke. With North Carolina, can you show us that, or does North Carolina have our number? That's that's up to the kickers to show us, because they're they're dead last in the league.
1: They're dead last in the league, and we've given them their only two wins. They
2: they they exactly we've given them them two of their three wins, and and I I don't know I, I think this is the kicker's opportunity to prove to us that. Those two losses to them were flukes.
0: Well, I, I mean, also credit to North Carolina; they've gotten healthier, but it's going to be interesting to see. Um, yeah, anything else from you guys before we uh, wrap up this week's episode?
1: I, I think uh, I, you know I welcome everybody to join me on the uh, Omaha and Chattanooga bandwagon. I think you know if we're at the point of starting to look at. Uh, the table more closely after every game. Uh, realistically, you know, Omaha and Chattanooga are pulling away, probably not going to catch them. So let's let them win every non-Richmond game available, and you know, take the points off everyone else because every other team is you know alternating results right now. At, you know, just like we are. So it's not a matter of you know we're getting buried or we're you know resurgent after one win. It's a big old mess on this yeah. table. So if we can have. Uh, you know, a couple other teams, you know, help to clear out, you know, some of the rest of the mess. I'm okay with it. So, you know, go, you know, go those guys. And uh, yeah, they're the they're the
2: only, they're the only two teams with one loss each. I mean, uh, everyone yeah, you know, else, everyone else has a fairly balanced record.
1: Yeah, they're I mean, they draw they draw a ton, but you know, they also have a couple games in hand. So I'll. They look close yes. to you know the rest of the group in the standings real to they can cash in, you know, there's a couple games in hand, they've extended out quite a bit.
2: To be honest with you, I think I think Greenville and New England are the only ones realistically that would be able to catch them because they're more close to them in the amount of games played. When you look Have you Greenville, sir? No, I'm just saying I'm no, I'm saying it just in terms of mathematically, because if you look at, for example, South Georgia, yeah, they're fairly close in points right now, but they have four games in hand. Like <laughs> it's four games in hand, three games in hand with, with Toronto. So the, the the table can be deceiving people. If you if you look at the games played, you can really see that Union and, and, and Red Wolves are are literally they're they're pulling away from the pack. They really are.
1: Yeah. So but uh Hey, you know, first step. Uh, you know, Saturday. You know, uh, go for three in a row against uh, you know New England. You know. One step, yeah, one step at a time.
0: One step at a time. All right. Well, that's everything from us, guys. We will holler at you guys next week. Shows are on Mondays now, so look out for them. What's up?
1: I was gonna say everybody show up on Saturday. You know, nobody likes people from Massachusetts. Yeah. Exactly. Deal. Climbing hey. To
2: I'm from Massachusetts.
1: What? This has never <laughs> come up before. That's
2: why I'm a New England Revolution fan.
1: <laughs> this is what? called sarcasm, son. <laughs> <laughs> it may have come up a couple times on this podcast.
0: Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely in the show alone. What? Come on, oh, yeah. Shiner. God. are yeah. <laughs> not that bad you cannot get it together. <laughs> As always, folks, you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram and on YouTube at River City93 and on Facebook. Trust me, we are going to put a lot more content on the Facebook page, but life is busy. We're getting around to it. Um, as always, like, share, and subscribe. Leave us a review. Five star review helps us out. And as always, guys, from the coast of River City93, we will holler at you guys later. Up the ruse. Uh Oh!